The following content will not be televised because this is a podcast, dummy. Start the show. saying sometimes you have to spell it out for people duh dumbass you know <laughs> shit I, i'm just saying that I, I, the national iq is going down a little bit we're in the time of the idiocracy the things that we think don't have to be explained <laughs> we have to start explaining yes um niggas plus information plus alcohol equals opinions while black the black ass cheat sheet for the week in foolishness and fuckery. I am your boy Oz. I am D Randall. And shout out to Gary Payton for really thinking that he was keeping up with Jordan back in the day. Those, <laughs> those who saw the last dance this past Sunday know what I'm talking about. Jordan, so Jordan. I, I heard, I have not watched the final <laughs> installments of the last dance. Yes. But, yeah, they were chopping Gary Payton ass up. Yeah, just imagine a dude sitting there talking about, yeah, man, you know, I was right there with him, man. I was keeping up with him. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was I was in his mix, man. I was giving Jordan problems. And Jordan's sitting there looking at his iPad like, <laughs> nigga. You know, it, it, it's funny. You know, when you talk basketball, there's always that one nigga that has the, the, fa- the favorite that's like an outlier. Yes. Everybody else talking about Jordan and Kobe or whoever. And this nigga come out and say, Dominique Wilkins, the greatest motherfucker of all time. Imagine feeling that way about yourself. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> My God. That's how that Kanye is, West feels about that himself. That is trash. That's how Kanye West feels about himself. <laughs> but, but see, Kanye has more reason to feel feel that way about himself than Gary Payton does compared to Jordan. That is also true. I mean, <laughs> and that's why. I, now, for the record, I have not watched the last installments, but well, it's got two. They got two I, more coming next week. Okay, yeah, because I have been very entertained. I have been entertained. Um, so far, my favorite, uh, my favorite thing has been just them dealing with the entity that is Dennis Rodman. <laughs> my favorite shit was when they were like, "Dennis, Dennis, you got to take some time off. Uh, you got to, uh, you know, you, I tell you what, you can get out and cut loose a little bit for forty-eight hours." Well, they they. No, he he asked to take a vacation, and they were like, they basically were like, well, we can't tell him no because he's going to disappear anyway. And they were like, you can do it, but you got forty eight hours. And Michael Jordan <laughs> was like, Phil, y'all not getting him back in forty eight hours. <laughs> I hope you know. <laughs> you can't never tell a nigga about a nigga, right? Jordan heard that one time was like, Phil, y'all not getting him back in 48 hours. I hope you know. Yeah. That is one thing. Michael you and that that documentary portrays a portrays a lot of sides of Michael Jordan. But I will I will say this. He knew the people he was fucking with. 
Yeah. He knew That's his co workers. This dude, imagine imagine Michael Jordan having to go to Vegas to Dennis Rodman's room as he's knocking down Carmen Electra to tell him, <laughs> Hey man, you know you gotta come back to work. <laughs> And Carmen Electra being embarrassed. Yes, hide from it. Uh, she, she had to get up from answering the door because she just had Dennis Rodman's dick in her mouth. I mean, imagine me going to a hotel, Derek, and knocking on your door while you're knocking down Amara Lenegra. Like, hey, man. Um, we, uh, we... First of all, I'm not going to do that. First of all, second of all, that door ain't getting answered. <laughs> Occupado! <laughs> Fuck the bullshit. Um, wow, episode eighty-seven. Yep, that's where we are. Damn, that's where we are. Getting on up there. How you been, D. Randall? Man, I'm uh, I'm good. I'm I'm still, you know, life is a life is a closed circle. Uh, every day is Monday. Nothing has changed. Nothing has changed. We're still here. That's that's the world we're living in right now, man. Yeah. Um. Uh. Shit. On my, I know on my end, I actually left the house for the first time in a month. Gasp. Um. Uh. There. I had to. I had to go do a, a big grocery store run because Instacart. I, I had to. I had to make sure I was getting everything right. I. I couldn't. I. I couldn't deal with. The occasional substitutions and shit. Yeah. Um. And so, I got out for a big grocery store run, and to my surprise, apparently, so apparently, I I don't know for sure, but from the look of it, just on the way to the store and back, social distancing must be over. Um, if you come to Sunnyside, you would know that it never started here. <laughs> I can tell you that firsthand. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I think once people said that we were going to open up the door just a little bit, people were like, "Fuck it, we out this bitch." They must be because Kroger was packed. Kroger was wall to wall. It was packed to the point where I had trouble getting a shopping cart. When you have trouble getting a, sh- a shopping cart in a Kroger. That's a problem because they be running them motherfuckers back and forth like uh like it's a like it's a, a, a relay race. Yeah. So I can only imagine how bad Walmart is. Oof. I had to man, I had to get one of them little them little half a shopping carts. The little shit you let your kid push to make them feel like they're actually doing some shopping. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> I had to get one of them little motherfuckers and I had to do a big shopping cart's worth of shit. <laughs> So I have to stack everything strategically so it won't fall out a little bottom rack and shit. Um, and it was wall to wall in that bitch. And then on the way back, there was traffic. Wow. During, traffic during, during, the, during pandemic. the pandemic on a Saturday afternoon. Crazy. I saw a tweet from Ariel. Shout out to the broke socialite. Uh, I saw Ariel tweeting that... Um, uh, she drove by bar fifty fifteen, That's still and it was packed for brunch. Yeah, it's open. Packed, packed. 
for brunch. Mm. Mm. See, I wouldn't I wouldn't go I wouldn't go to a packed brunch during non-apocalyptic times, let alone now. Real talk. Yeah, Real talk. And yeah. I was disappointed too, because it was a lot it was a lot of fine women out. And I was I was I was hoping that I'm hoping that the I'm hoping that the beautiful people don't weed themselves out. I hope they got medical insurance. I hope they have medical insurance too. Cause when I cause I first of all, I'm not I'm not leaving this motherfucker again until June. Just because I've seen everybody and their mama out, I'm gonna let this next wave do what it do. Yep. Sounds like a plan and then to me. In June, we'll see where we are. Let me see y'all in two weeks. See y'all in a few weeks, because I'm because I'm telling you, I don't want to, because you know I don't want to run all my severance money out trying to live. <laughs> and I still want to at least take a some sort of. I, I want to travel or get away, even if it's just just somewhere quiet by myself. Um. But y'all fucking it up. We were supposed to. This supposed to be over. And Greg Abbott is not the person to set the example. Y'all fucking up the rotation. Um, Where's Ted so, Cruz been this whole time? What's that? Where's Ted Cruz been? Ted Cruz got it. Ted Cruz got it, and he learned his lesson, and he stayed in the house. Don't tease me with a good time. <laughs> Ted Cruz figured out what the fuck was wrong with him. And by the way, this has nothing to do with nothing. I'm gonna get, and we're gonna go, and we're gonna start right after this. This has nothing to do with nothing. But before before we started this program, uh, I saw a commercial from Xfinity um, doing a commercial about if you need a Wi-Fi boost, and it was the equivalent of, have you turned it on? <laughs> like, it was the most condescending shit, because it was like, is your, sig- is your signal a little off? Well, maybe you should reposition your, you should reposition your gateway box somewhere next to no microwaves. Nigga, shut the fuck up. Come over here and fix my signal so I can play Call of Duty. Thank you for being so helpful. You fucker. Since, you asshole. I didn't like I didn't think of that. Since your bitch yeah, of ass. Some yep. bald white guy. Some bald uh uh Joe Rogan looking motherfucker. Get, man, get, shut the fuck come on, shut the fuck up. Come over here and fix my damn modem. And your bitch ass shouldn't have installed it next to the microwave anyway. Don't don't you're not gonna come over to my house installing shit wrong and then tell me it should be somewhere else. It's a right bitch. We put the gateway the only way, the only place in the house the gateway can be, according to Xfinity. I don't want to hear that shit. Shut the fuck up. Come over here and fix this. Give me a free Just my damn signal, you income fucking poop. Anyway, <laughs> um, want to start off uh, giving flowers? Hey, hey. Um, shout out to Byron Allen. Uh, Byron Allen, um, specifically lately, he's doing 
he's I, I, I believe he's supposed to be doing a a fundraiser, a, a tele, some kind of television fundraiser, where he is um, he's bringing out a lot of uh, big name comedians to raise money uh, for the COVID nineteen relief efforts. Uh, it's a two hour broadcast titled "Feeding America." Um, uh, I see names like Tiffany Haddish. I see Billy Crystal. Keenan Thompson. Uh, there will be pre-recorded stand-up comedy segments from Kevin Hart, Eddie Murphy, Adam Sandler, Jack Black, Chris Rock, George Lopez, Andrew Dice Clay. Mm. Where the fuck has he been? Okay. Uh, yeah, I see Jamie Kennedy. What? No, wait. <laughs> okay. All right, y'all. Y'all, y'all don't have to get everybody. You don't have to get everybody. <laughs> Come on. Come on, yo. We don't have we don't need the star of Son of the Mask. <laughs> get the fuck out of here. But yeah, I see a lot of big names on here. That's gonna be great. Uh, but mostly I want to just give flowers to Byron Allen because he is one of these black people out here that is doing the thing that he talks about needs doing. And if he stays down, he ain't gonna stay down for long. Because let me tell you something, um, he may have lost that that court case against um, against Comcast, but he is also acquiring hella channels across the nation, mm. and, and and he is going to have he is going to own a large piece of a lot of these main networks that y'all fuck with. So you can it's one of them things where you can get out or lay down. You didn't want to you didn't want to do right by him in the in the courts. He is not gonna do right by you um out here in the business world. So fuck with him if you want to. Uh I appreciate Byron Allen. I appreciate everything he's doing. Um God bless him. Hey, we've already we've already talked about him doing the damn thing, man. Keep it good. Yeah. Keep. I mean, he's he's a person that that people don't talk about enough. Um, he, you know, he's he's obviously relatively low key with what he does. He he's not. You know, he's not a media darling. He's not in front of everyone exclaiming what he does. But uh, Byron Allen has always consistently been about his shit, and that dude should be commended. Absolutely. Hundred percent. Um, humans ain't shit. This week is a very simple straightforward message to everybody uh, on and off social media that is um, feeling that starting to, uh, you know, the the whole pandemic thing is starting to get to everybody psychologically. Maybe it's already gotten to you psychologically. Maybe you're over it. But I should just say, be kind. I, I mean this kind of in all things, but definitely during this time. This is one of those times where humanity shows what it's really about or what it can be. And I believe that a lot of this starts with just being kind to the person next to you. Mm -hmm. And that does not necessarily mean you have to eat shit from a lot of these motherfuckers uh, that don't mean us any good. Um, A lot of rabble rousers and uh, truthers and conspiracy theorists or whatever. But just understand that a, a, 
a pandemic can affect us psychologically. None of us have really ever been through a pandemic before. And um, people are coping with it. And, and people are coping with it in different ways. You know, people are people and, and even the even the bullshitters and the truthers and conspiracy theorists. This is them coping with something they've never dealt with before. I had a person. This is a true story. I had a person um, who was going through the motions and they didn't even know what they were doing. Um, she came on my on one of my posts about the conspiracy theorists. This is a true story. Came on my on my post about the conspiracy theorists with all this false information, talking about the pandemic video that's going around where somebody supposedly said this is all made up, um, and didn't have any proof to show anybody. And everybody on my post was commenting and just lighting her ass up. And then she was like, "Oh, everybody's so rude." And I was like, "Because." When you come at people a certain way and when you approach a topic a certain way, you are setting the terms for how you want to be addressed. Mm -hmm. And she was like, I didn't do anything. Well, you came on here and told everybody that they were dumb and that they needed mental help for not being able to see that this is that that your your belief that this is fake. And, And then all of a sudden she goes, well, why don't you just bend me over and spank me? And it was such an odd change of pace. I was like, I don't know if this is sarcasm or an actual request. Maybe that's what she wanted all along. What's that? Maybe that's what she wanted all along. Maybe so. Because I was like, I don't know if this is sarcasm or a request. And she was like, I don't know either. And I just didn't engage with that shit at all because anybody who can switch gears that quick, (laughs) I don't trust it. (laughs) You know, it's that's how you come over to somebody's spot and get robbed. (laughs) Yeah, it's um, you know, you 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 basically hit all the markers. Um, This is a for everyone that's alive right now. This is the first time we've that anyone that's alive right now has experienced anything like this. Um, and because of that, there's a lot of uncertainty and sometimes that uncertainty can be crippling. It can cause anxiety. It can cause you to react in ways that you normally would not. Um, everybody is under some type of duress, some type of anxiety, some type of stress. And it's, it's a lot easier for us to become more cynical uh, it's a lot easier for us to take our personal frustrations out on other people. But you have to be purposefully kind to people. Purposefully kind. Um, I, do, 100%. I do find myself checking in on my friends and family even more than I normally do. Um, purposefully so. Um, if Even if I know they're okay. I at least want to extend that act of kindness in asking them how they're doing. Um, you know, I, it's, 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 I know it's contrary to some people's nature right now because, because of a lot of the cynicism out there and a lot of the defeatist attitudes, but we, we have to be better to each other on purpose. Like intentionally, you almost have to be like fake nice to people at this point. And I'm, I'm not even saying it sarcastically, like, just 
extend kind gestures to people. If for any other reason to make it more tolerable for everybody else. It does not hurt you to do that at all. 100%. But it, you know, and now, it, now if they start popping off at the mouth or whatever, you know, do what you got to do. Um, uh, and even then, you can really kind of, if you have the option to be like, you know, I'm sorry you feel that way. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you know, don't, you know, don't, you don't have to let anybody walk all over you, but you know, you do have the power to. You can still tell them to suck a black owned dick though. You can still tell people to suck a black owned dick. I'm never going to not, uh, I'm, I'm never, I'm, I'm never going to not be on your side if you have to tell somebody to suck a black owned dick. Um, so, you know, that's pretty straightforward. Uh, we could just jump into the song of the week, actually. Let's go. Let's keep it hip hop, man. Let's 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 you know let's let's spice up the playlist a little bit. Keep it a little hip hop. Um, Run the jewels is back, baby. Yes, they are. Um, you know, Mike. Like we said before, Mike took a little time off. <laughs> came back, got his head together, and is keeping it real hip hop with his high energy joints. Uh, this is Run the Jewels, featuring DJ Premier and Greg Nice. Mm. Ooh la la. Ooh la la. Ah wee wee. Get into it. Pour up. We're going to have a good motherfucking time. And we will be back with more opinions while black. Let's go. Looking for M's like I lost a friend Jump out of my bed like where the bread You go hold the egg, way to bring a check When we talk, we collision the car Keep us in your thoughts, fully dressed at the crack of dawn Weapons heading off, I can hear them from the block See them creeping through the fog Season's greetings, now feeding season can start Oh my God, look alive, looking like I live life on a crooked line Doing fine, you want maximum, stupid, I am the guy First of all, fuck the fucking law We is fucking raw, stay tall Oysters on the half jail, switch your ball Life a bitch and the pussy feet Still fuck the raw, I'm a dog, I'm a dirty dog, ha 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 Oh dirty bastard, go in your jaw, shimmy shimmy y'all Got the semi in the hemi, go and gimme gimme y'all Pugilistic, my linguistics, RJ Ruler damage y'all And I rap it, pornographic, beat set up the camera And I got you covered, I'm busting. Bust. My brother's a runner, he crushing, it's no discussion. I used to be musk and I wasn't supposed to be nothing. Nothin'. Y'all fuckers corrupted, I'm up to something disgusting. My pockets are pumping this season, I love the couple. I'm afraid of nothing but nothing, this ain't it something. 
Warmongers are dumping a point and click at your pumpkin. Your suffering instructions, so put your kids in the oven. Fuck a king or queen and all of their lost subjects. I pull my penis out and I piss on their shoes in public. People, we the pirates, the pride of this great republic. No matter what you order, motherfucker, we what you stuck with. I used to love Bruce, but living my vida loca. Help me understand, I'm probably more of a joke. When we usher in chaos, just know that we did it smile. Cannibals on this island, inmates run the asylum. Ooh, la, la, uh, And we are back. Um, that was Run the Jewels featuring Greg Nice and DJ Premier with Ooh La La. Uh, I love the energy on that shit. I really do. Love the energy. Uh, and if you like the song, you'll probably love the video as well. Video is also very high energy. Uh, I love, I, like we talked about it before, I love the old school videos where old school niggas like Greg Nice <laughs> act like they don't know how music videos work. He's just standing there like, uh... Is this a I'm sandwich just line? All the ni- <laughs> just do all the 90s poses. Yeah. I'm just going to do my East Coast stomp here. <laughs> um, uh, oh, also, if, I forgot to mention this. If you are a Spotify listener and you like my picks of the week, um, definitely uh, follow us on Spotify. You will find... Uh, the Opinions While Black featured music playlist that fe- features all my curated, personally curated songs of the week. People like Summer Walker. Um, uh, we got a bunch of people. Uh, WizKid, Drake, Lucky Day. It's a lot of good shit on there. Lots of good shit. Uh, some shit you've heard of, some shit you may not have. Pretty sure we got some Van Jess. I think we got maybe a we should have we should have some Catronaut on there. We definitely have uh, the ill-mannered media produced Radio Galaxy. There we go. Shout out to my shout out to my people on radio in Radio Galaxy. Shout out to uh, King Midas, DJ Cosmos, um, uh, 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 Space Bunny, and No Catchphrase, <laughs> one of the greatest names in all of hip hop. Yes. Uh, that's his name, and he's sticking to it. Uh, if you, on a side note, uh, because this is an ill-mannered media production, if you have not heard Radio Galaxy's wonderful, brilliant album, uh, "Nobody Digs Your Music But Yourself," Ooh. that is also available on Spotify. Also on Spotify. Also check out more from them at weareradiogalaxy.com. Weareradiogalaxy.com. That's what I'm talking about. Um, uh, let's see what's going on this week. Oh, we got to talk about Erica and Jill. Hey, hey. Uh, for those of you that don't know, the five of the five black people that listen to this that listen to this podcast that didn't already know this, because there's got to be like five of you that didn't know this, 
Um, Erica Badu and Jill Scott had one had their versus uh, IG quote unquote battle. It's really it's really disingenuous to call it a battle though. Yeah, they didn't even call it a battle. Exactly, they didn't want that vibe, and understandably so. Um, some of the some of the people that were talking shit about how. Uh, about how they were expecting more of a battle vibe and how they were expecting it, how it was how they talked too much. I feel like those people don't have an appreciation for storytelling. Yeah, for the, just kind of the the histrionics behind behind music. I I think one of the one of the dopest aspects of that of that whole event was the fact that you have two people who obviously know each other. They're obviously friends. Who were going through their catalogs, and they were just in a conversation between each other, were sharing like some of their inspirations and and some you know behind the scenes facts about songs from their own catalogs, and and you got it you got a chance to see things that inspired them that even as friends they did not really know of each other, and I think there were times, especially on on Erica's side, where they forgot. <laughs> <laughs> there were five hundred thousand people watching them, or seven hundred thousand people watching them. Um, Agreed. And I, and I thought that part of it was amazing. Like they're sitting there talking about, um, you know, just just how their own songs pulled things out of them that you know nobody else realized. And I'm sure you appreciated this. We also got the phrase "cross your titties." Cross your titties. That was incredible. I love that. And I love that somebody tweeted in the middle of that was like, man, uh, Erica just said cross your titties. And I swear, I, I immediately thought of Oz <laughs> and uh, Opinions Wild Black. I got to tell you, if two years ago someone had told me that um, I was going that I was going to be known that I was going to be uh, associated with so closely with the word titties, I would have laughed. I might have, I'm not going to say I wouldn't have believed it, because that is plausible, but I would have <laughs> definitely laughed at it. It's definitely a badge of honor. It is a badge of honor. I'm proud of it. Uh, all all titties matter. Um, but yeah, I I love the fact that when they started, they didn't even jump right into the music. They were talking about yeah, and you could tell they're close friends. They were talking about yeah, how the kids, um, you know, uh, Jill's you talking know, about homeschooling, and Jill was talking about homeschooling. And she's telling Erica, yeah, you already know about that, <laughs> you know. You know, I believe uh, her and her and Andre's. Kid seven is like a grown man now. He is, yeah. I saw a post of him on 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 social media. That nigga, that's a grown that is a grown nigga, probably somewhere laying uh, space age voodoo pipe like his daddy. <laughs> you can't be Andre's kid and not get pussy. You can't. I'm not going to speculate on that young man's sex life. I, man, that shit—that's what people tune into this shit for. So I'll say it. Uh, <laughs> that nigga, that nigga is definitely out here uh, quoting Sonia Sanchez, laying laying that uh, that Harlem Renaissance deck. 
that Hendrix pipe. <laughs> Got uh, chicks sing purple haze out here. They ain't never known the words. Uh-huh. Fuck out of here. Yeah, you I, I you couldn't fuck I couldn't fuck around and be somebody's be somebody famous's daddy. All because all, all of them get pussy. Michael Douglas, Michael Douglas got caught up like that. Yeah, yeah. You know, didn't he get like didn't he get like throat gonorrhea? <laughs> yeah. He did. He got throat <laughs> gonorrhea cheating on Catherine Zeta Jones. Because he was probably out here telling people, well, I'm Spartacus, I'm Spartacus' son. <laughs> I'm telling you. I'm telling you. You got to use you, it, it, it's, it, it. And it's it's not finessing. It's networking. <laughs> hey, man. I'm just saying. You got to use whatever leverage you got. Got to use what you got, man. Um. But yeah, so on to Erica and Jill. Um, I really appreciated that they got you got me out of the way first. Yes, yes. Uh, that was much. That was that was much debated on the social medias. Yep, I am social medias. <laughs> I, I I as well. But I also um, I also said it would be dope if both of them just played it, and they did. And and I, and I appreciate the fact that they played two different versions of it. And Jill played the version that I hoped that she would play. Uh, which was the version from the Roots Come Alive, where where she was introduced. That was the first time that she was introduced as the person that wrote the song, and that was her first time performing it live in front of people. Right. So that was that was a pretty dope thing to 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 hear her story behind. Didn't realize how nervous she was. And you know, I appreciate that because in. At my age, and I'm not that old, but I de- I can definitely say at this point that I have been witness to a lot of different eras of hip hop, of all the different eras and all my favorite songs of all the different eras. I can say without question, "You Got Me" is probably my favorite hip hop song ever. Wow, ever, wow, ever, like everything I- that song right there is every single thing I love about hip hop. I can see that. The, the 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 music the 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 storytelling it takes you on a journey the just soulfulness of it I, everything about that I love it and it launched it launched the careers of three people in one song uh, Jill Scott as a songwriter Eve as a rapper Scott Storch as a producer yep yep and it's one of the most underrated it, I feel like that first verse is one of the most underrated verses in hip hop and if people had really been had their ears tuned for that at that time then we would be we would have been talking then about how black thought is one of the nicest lyricists in the game yeah uh so I was very appreciative about that I love the fact that they wanted to get a, get so far away from the battle vibe of it that at no point did you feel like they were going for I'm going to match this hit with that hit. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> until you got towards the end, and Erica, oh yeah, and Erica pulled out the uh, the bag lady. I was like, oh okay, there's a cheat code right there. Bag lady, 
um, there was a couple. There was a couple of them towards the end when 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 Jill was playing them games. It was like we go and, and started trying to play cross my mind. Yeah, and then cut it off. Yeah, I was like, don't do that. That's the original. That's the original toxic joint. <laughs> you know damn well you shouldn't. You you know damn well you shouldn't be calling this nigga. Yeah. And it was supposed to go for an hour, and they ran for three hours. Three uh, fucking hours. Only, only and one. And I wasn't complaining at all. I wasn't either. Only one hiccup. You know, uh, Erica's iPad ran out of juice. But as a true sportsman, uh, Jill played the song that Erica was trying to play right when her iPad cut off. Yep. And she came right back in on time. And it was. I was like, this is, this is, this is, this is how this should be done. Facts and the the vibe and, and the people that felt like there should be a battle element. Like my thing is, we got to keep the same energy because if that had been Cardi and Nikki, mm. we'd have been sitting here having conversations about why are they pitting two women against each other and they yeah. should be showing more respect in yeah. an industry that doesn't respect them. Well, here you have two women that are that are walking that walk. And they, they took control of the narrative early on. They took control of it from the beginning. And they, they did it the right way. Man, 100%. also, shout out to, to Jill and her braids, though. She got her shit did. For did that you Yes. Erica didn't give a fuck. And I'm convinced she didn't give a fuck because <laughs> she was high. Well, that's a safe bet. Erica was high as shit. I know she was. I can't believe she said I got my Andre Harrell glasses on. I appreciate the fact that Erica is still a nigga, even though Michelle Obama a, was watching. <laughs> a Dallas nigga to her heart. Uh, she shouted out all her baby daddies. That yes. was what was great. That was that was the the negrosity factor was very high on that one. Not quite as high as later that night. Future shouted out all his baby mamas for Mother's Day. By name and baby. <laughs> like all four of them, I believe. Like the future you know, the future is another one of these niggas in the rap game that is Teflon. Hey. There's no way Future's career should have lasted as long as it has. He's definitely an anomaly. But you know, when you are both anomalies. They're Teflon. But the future is like one of the he's one of the feature kings though. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Yeah. And and he's starting to be on shit that I like. That's what's bothering me. Like <laughs> he's he, he's starting to be on shit that I like and I like him on it. Like um but yeah, so it was re- I think that was a really good thing that the culture needed. Uh Erica and Jill being being together and just being two women building. Like because let's be honest, they already have all the respect. They already have all the acclaim, and so they, they didn't. There was nothing to really stand. They didn't really stand to gain anything from battling, and it takes out a lot of one of the long-standing. Um, they had been, the media had pitted them had pitted them against each other pretty much since the beginning of Neo Soul. You know, yeah. That's so true. it was. Go ahead. No, I was, I was just agreeing with you. I said, yeah, that's true. They've been putting them together since the advent of Neo Soul. 
Yeah. And so, it was, you know, there was, they, they didn't really stand to gain anything. Both of them clearly have the bag and the respect and all the acclaim. So just give flowers to each other uh, whilst you're here. So that made all the sense in the world. Um, so definitely shout out to them. Uh, shout out to Swiss and Tim for making these versus things happen. Except they got to chill because no, nobody asked for a Nelly and Ludacris battle next week. Nope, nobody asked for that. No one. I don't even know where y'all where y'all got that from. How the fuck many how the fuck many songs do you think you're gonna get out of Nelly? I was gonna say also Ludacris would win that in in a very lopsided. If because if that battle goes on long enough, eventually we're gonna have to listen to fucking Nelly and Tim McGraw. You know, a better one would have been Ludacris and T.I. The, the southern, the southern niggas going at it. That actually would. You might be on to something. Mm. Ludacris and T.I. should go at T.I. should be in one of these. I, just don't, um, I don't want to hear T.I. talk, though. That's the only problem. <laughs> you know, maybe T.I. Maybe T.I. and Gucci. Something like that. Um, But yeah, but so, um, so yeah, and I was happy that happened. Oh, so we didn't. I I wrote this down. We didn't get to this last week, but it's a funny story um, that needs that definitely needs to be out there. So, you know, BET is always trying to up their online game. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, as they're slowly upgrading their programming. I noticed American Soul is coming back. They're getting as much mileage out of the Soul Train story as they can. Okay. Um, but yeah, they're definitely so they're trying to up their online game as everybody is in the era of social distancing. And they decided to have a BET house party. <laughs> I don't know what all that was going to entail. And we didn't get far enough nope. because. They announced that it was going to be hosted by, you guessed it, Jamie B. of uh, Black Girl Nerds. I did not guess that. But I saw No, it, it did. <laughs> because she has been, she, she, is, she dropped off the face of the earth. For those of you that don't know who Jamie Broadno is, Jamie was on the board of uh, what was supposed to be a large uh, nerd, nerd convention called Universal Fan Con. And for those of you who don't know, I don't know if we ever talked about this exactly. Emphasis on the, on the word con. <laughs> so, for those, so, um, like I said, I don't know, I don't remember if we talked about this on the podcast, but basically, um, this was a Kickstarter-funded convention um, that was going to be huge. Some of the biggest names in nerddom were going to be there. There were gonna be. Um, it was. It was basically the con- the convention that every con nerd uh, would love to be a part of. Um, there were vendors coming in from all different kinds of places. People that invested in this were gonna were gonna be able to fly out and have somewhere to stay. And it, it was a, it was an enormous thing. It was the nerd version of Firefest. When I say it was the nerd version of Firefest. Right down to the fact 
that none of this took place <laughs> and they canceled it maybe four days before the con was supposed to happen and no one got their money back? No. Body. And when they looked to Jamie from from Black Girl Nerds um, for answers, she drops off the face of the earth and is nowhere to be found. It's, and, and tried to distance herself from it as quickly as possible and said she had nothing to do with it, even though she was the first one to be hot to put her name at the to, to uh, put her name on on the sign as being part of the board, mm. so she knows where that money is. She knows where it is. And so when they announced, when BT announced that this girl was going to be hosting that we haven't heard from for like a year and some change, that she was going to be hosting the the BT house party, Twitter they lit her ass lit up. ass up. Did they not destroy her? Lit that ass up. Fucked her up. Like, and everybody was like, oh, really? So y'all just, so BET just bringing scammers out? So BET hiring scammers? Mm. And just lit Twitter and Facebook up to no end. So badly that um, the shit got canceled 20 minutes before she was supposed to go on. (laughs) Grand opening, grand closing. Man. And life come, life, man, life comes at you fast. I'll say this: the internet is undefeated and does not forget. The internet never forgets. The North remembers. <laughs> Fuck out of here. Uh, so, uh, yeah, shout out to shout out to Jamie the. Uh, the Umar Johnson of nerddom. Damn. Damn. <laughs> Where's the money, Jamie? It's so true. It's so true. <laughs> yeah, I said it. Damn. On opinions while black, I said it. <laughs> Can't get that nowhere else. Um. Uh. So new music. Uh, we definitely got to talk about new music. I, now, when I heard this, I thought this was like an Onion article when someone told me this. Young Thug and Chris Brown got together to do a collab album called Slime and Bee. Not surprised. <laughs> Slime and Bee. And so I thought either this is a satire, this is an Onion article. Or this is going to be the most lit, toxic shit I've ever heard in my life. And guess what? I went I, I went ahead and listened to it, and it was not bad. It was exactly, well, I listened to about half of it. It was exactly what I thought it would be, which is not a bad thing. It's, um, it is a thing that happened. It is definitely a thing that happened. And it, and it made the um, best out of their particular contributions to the project. I will be honest. <laughs> yeah. hey, I'm, so, I'm so full of shit, man. I will be honest. Um, I had never heard Young Thug on anything ever before. Until this album. And so my first time hearing Young Thug, 
it wasn't bad. I am disappointed, however, that future, the existence of future has given rise to these young kids. Like being, being, um, um, what's the word that I'm looking for? Understandable is not a qualification for, uh, for rapping. There, there, and, and you know what? There are some things that I've liked by Young Thug. The crazy part is he's actually a veteran at this point. That's that's kind of the scary part. That's crazy. That's fucking wild to me, man. And I, I will say, as a project, and you know, and Chris gave Chris gave me the, the exact Chris gave me what I expected out of him. And I will say this. As far as collab albums go, my first growing up, my first real collab album project for me in my journey in hip hop was probably Black Star. Mm. Well, there were two. It was, one was Black Star, and the other one was um, Best of Both Worlds. Best of Both Worlds. Oh. <laughs> Um, for those, some of y'all are too young to remember that Jay Z and R. Kelly definitely did an album together that was some of the strangest shit you had ever heard. Um, has not aged well. Has not. Not all of it. And Jay Z knew that R. Kelly was a pedophile at the time, allegedly. Supposedly he did. I, I think. Aaliyah was now already. He says he did. Dame says he did not know. Aaliyah was already being passed around in the circle. Allegedly. I have to say allegedly. But it's true. Man, every time somebody brings that up, I, it just reminds me, Aaliyah did not stand a chance Mm-mm. in this industry. Aaliyah did not stand a chance whatsoever. Um, but yeah, so I can say that at the time, this is not me advocating for R. Kelly in any way. But I can say at the time that people who listened to that album, it definitely brought Jay-Z fans over to R. Kelly. And it definitely brought R. Kelly fans over to Jay-Z. I will say that Slime and B, I don't think this is going to do that. I don't think it's <laughs> going to bring young thug fans over to Chris Brown. And I don't think it's going to bring Chris Brown fans over to young thug that Not weren't all. already over. Not at all. Um, but it is a solid project. I don't think I don't remember there being any skippables. Um, it is definitely something that when outside is open again, we will definitely hear some shit off of there. Yep. People will definitely be playing that in their car on their IG stories. Um the other the other album that we listen to that has no skippables. Is the Kalani album? Man, that shit was tough. I I wasn't ready for that one. Right? And she said it off from the first song. First song that she knows about to happen. The first song was called "Toxic." I remember when I, I texted Randall and told him that the shit was out and that the and that track one was called Toxic and this shit was about to be lit. 
It was dope, man. It's a well-produced project. Um, she said some hot shit on there. She said she's, she got bodies she's taken to the grave. Woo! Some deep shit. Anybody that's been through some real shit. My, let me tell you something. Let me tell you how real this was. My editor, uh, shout out to Will. My editor, um, he now, and this is not a this is not a diss towards him, but he is a very um, respectable gentleman who is very happily married, and but he's one of those guys where, and this is ever since I started writing for Black Nerd Problems, whenever we would have conversations. Like, I remember when Creed came out, we were talking about how fine Tessa Thompson was. And he had to, like, he he had to divert the conversation altogether because he didn't want to get too deep in the weeds about that because he definitely wanted to respect his marriage. And I've always respected, you know, you know everybody's, everybody's not like that. Some people are, some people aren't. Uh, it's, it, this isn't a diss. I'm not roasting him. But even for the subject matter on the Kehlani album, even Will could not deny. Right. Like he was, right. he was like, she is saying some shit on here. And my favorite serial lover, man, she's just too real. She's just. She's just very real. Just the fact that she says she got bodies she's taken to the grave. To the grave. She said, my intentions, are, my intentions are pure. My intentions are good, but my habits are cold. <laughs> Woo! That's some real talk. And, and you know, and I, I say a lot of people can definitely feel I love this toxic shit. I do. I love this toxic era of R&B soul that we're getting from people like Summer Walker. Yeah. Uh that we're getting from her, that we're getting from Kaylani. A lot of these people, Janae, you know Janae is I you know I I keep saying um like the the women that are out right now Dude, are they are really, 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 really carrying that torch for toxic? <laughs> I agree. For, for toxic R and B, man, it's almost like toxic femininity. 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 <laughs> that is a word. See, I couldn't even let this shit roll off the tongue because it doesn't exist. Don't get, apparently, I was gonna say, don't get them niggas started up. It doesn't exist apparently. Because I don't want. I, look, look. But, I just don't. Don't get the fuck niggas started up. Because the minute you say toxic femininity, they can hear it for 50 miles around. <laughs> and you can hear them go, go black men don't cheat. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's their call to arms. <laughs> and niggas, you're right. Join, join, they're, all the fuck niggas are joined, are joined in hands across the world like at the end of Us. <laughs> Shit. Yeah, don't get them fired up, man. Um, but yeah, Kaylani had a wonderful album. Apparently, there, apparently it had a it had a good turnout. She was very excited on the social medias about the about the responses, about the album sales. So I'm I'm really happy for her that she's having her turn. You know. Um, I'm, I'm glad. What else we got here? 
What's that? I said, I'm, no, I'm glad for her. I'm very happy for her. Yeah, yeah. So very good for her. Um, Earl Thomas. Ooh. The sordid tale of Earl Thomas. Ooh. I thought I thought Earl was filming a. I, when I heard about this shit, I thought Earl was filming a loving hip hop joint or some shit. Didn't uh, didn't Earl put his hands on his ex before? What happened? Bit? Didn't Earl put his hands on his ex before? You know, somebody brought that up, and I didn't know if it was true, so I didn't want to report on it. Okay. Um, Just a question. But I did hear that. I'm not going to say I, this I fact. This, this is not a new thing for him. Yeah. Um, basically, for those of you that don't know, Earl Thomas of the Baltimore Ravens um, got caught cheating on his wife, Nina. Mm-hmm. And Nina brought the Nina. <laughs> she can, she busted her man cheating. Not only cheating, but the side piece was being shared with his brother, it's kind of nasty, man. It ain't no fun if your blood relatives can't have none. It's kind of nasty. It's one thing. I, I tell you, the, the game is nasty. It's one thing to be Eskimo brothers with your father. Shout out to Puff. Uh, Eskimo brothers with your brother? Mm-mm. It's nasty. Eskimo brothers with your brother. That, and, you no, know, no, that, that, they, What's that? they brought up an old tweet from a few years ago that he posted uh, where he said, uh, there's nothing in life that I enjoy more than spending time with my brother. And now it makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> the internet will not let you live down shit. Ever. 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 I love it. I love it. Um... And what was hilarious was that he tried to get out in front of it, had a little, well, we're going to be on TMZ tomorrow. You know, she's, you know, she's good. She's at home. And, and, and you know, basically, we just want you to pray for us. Mm-mm. We just want you to pray for us instead of talking about us. Nope. Not as much fun. No, I was going to say, that's not nearly as much fun as talking about you. You're going to get these darts. <laughs> Uh, you got to hold this L. I pray you, got, you catch you, these shots, sir. You got to hold this L with both hands. <laughs> <laughs> like she was Paul. holding that gun. Like she was going to do. Mm. Um. The, uh, so, and, and then, oh, and then the next, and then like a, a day or two later, this chick gives him a diamond, a diamond chain for a birthday present. And an apology. They deserve each other. They do. They do. They. Do. I'm telling you, these couples out here are exactly the shit that Janae and Kalani are talking about. I was gonna say this is a real life Kalani song. Dead ass. This is a. Oh, speaking of relationships that are real life Kalani songs, Ray J and Princess have finally gotten a divorce. Okay. Ray J and his wife, after all that bullshit, have finally gotten a divorce, and I have to say, they lasted months longer than I thought they were going to. Let's see how permanent um, that is. That's true too. That's true too. Because you know they have they have indefinitely suspended 
production on Love and Hip Hop Hollywood, so they don't really have a reason to be together right now. Yeah, I mean, they can't shoot that show oh, socially distanced. Oh, here's the other funny part to it. Wait a minute. Um, Ray J is actually in self... So, Ray J, the biggest thing about this divorce and the biggest thing about this separation is that Ray J wants to see his kids. Okay. Uh, Princess has put a stipulation on this that he has to quarantine himself for 14 days before he's allowed to see his kids. And and she spies on him and she has people that are always watching him. That's how he got caught in Vegas. Um, and always keeps up with his social media and she sees anything that looks like he's not social distancing. They're going to reset that 14 days. Like 14 days over. Ooh. And he's already fucked up once. Wow. And had to start it over. <laughs> um, uh. So I will say I'm glad for their sakes that they are that that they are not a couple anymore. They were not doing each other any good. But I will say they are still entertaining. Just I will watch a reality show about Ray J trying to social distance. That is so much mess. <laughs> that is the messiest of the mess. Um what else is going on? Speaking of mess. Takashi Six Nine is back in the news. Oh, God damn it! Ugh. Yeah, yeah. Um, Six Nine is back in the news. So first, he had beef with Meek Mill. Well, he didn't really have beef with Meek Mill. It's that everybody in the in the game right now has beef with him because he's a rat. Right. Meek Mill sp- spoke out. About him being out, and Takashi basically answered back. Imagine being free from being being free from prison, and having a and 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 having a newborn baby at home, and being worried about some rainbow colored, some rainbow haired Mexican. <laughs> now, having said that, Takashi was not wrong. Meek. Meek needs to understand that he's not worth like Takashi's not worth his time. Right. You just brought a new life into the world. Focus on that. You're free. You're free. You're, you on the social justice kick. You don't have you you're he Meek isn't at Drake level exactly, but he's at a level where he doesn't need to lower himself to talking shit about people like six nine. Yes. That's beneath him now. Well beneath him. Um so now having said that, Takashi's antics were a lot funnier when we thought he was out here walking that walk. You know what I mean? Like like this shit was a lot funnier when he was actually out here cut when we thought he was actually out here cutting up and he was that, that that he was about ride or die for the streets. I actually never believed that. I, I and no, I, 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 I never. No, fuck no. <laughs> oh, rainbow bright looking ass nigga. Hell no. I, I never believed that he was. I mean, he might have been adjacent to it. He might have been around some dudes that were doing it. 
I never right. believed that he was actually like the guy doing this shit. I mean, I don't believe he was a tough guy. I think he was a. There's a difference between a tough guy and a knucklehead. I think he was a knucklehead. I bet you, if you check his hands, I'm, his hands are very soft right now. <laughs> and the other reason a lot of people resent him is because he just dropped a single that got like six million views or some shit. And so a lot of people in the game are very resentful. Especially since he's not good. Yeah, no, I, he's not good. I've not heard it. I don't have any intention to listen to it. I will say this. I will say this on the topic of the whole snitching issue. Because now that he's out, the whole snitching thing has become a topic again. I always thought it was stupid that people, a lot of people in these conversations have never done a day of hard time in their life. Ever. And got shit to say about somebody snitching. Here's my thing. I was raised in the hood. I've been around the hood all my life. It is a part of my life. And the truth of the matter is, ain't nothing cute about going to prison for somebody Ain't nothing cute about going to prison for the streets. Ain't nothing cute about dying for the code of the streets. Ain't nothing cute about any of that shit. Mm -mm. Your family don't think it's cute. Nope. This ain't the wire where like we where like we base baby moms rides for you and shit. That's over. Like and, and, and here's the thing. Everybody's talking about a rat this, a rat that. Guess what? Most of y'all ain't never done a day in prison in your life. Most of y'all never want to. Most of y'all have never have never been in the situations that would tell somebody that you have the heart to do a day of prison in your life. Mm -hmm. And if the and if the opportunity came up for you to not go to prison, a lot of you would take it. Let's. I mean, I'm just saying. Let's just keep it a buck about this no snitching shit. Like the code of streets is something cute to ride and die for. It's not. And and with that said, the streets don't give a fuck about you. I'm sorry. Have, go ahead. He must have said some shit. He must have said some shit. The f big facts. Because your boy not so only not got only out, he got out, out talking shit. But be out and recording with no fear. He must have told on the entire left side of organized crime. <laughs> I also still believe that he's not long for this world, but we'll see. A hundred percent. We will see. One thousand percent. I believe that. It, 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 it's it's going to happen. I'm, I'm not wishing it on him. I'm not wishing that on anybody. It's going to happen, though. Yep. Um, I just, you know, I just, I just think this whole people that ain't never been around the streets that don't know shit about the code of the streets or whatever talking about talking about what the streets going talking about what the streets gonna do and 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 snitching and all that shit. Guess what? You ain't going to jail for anybody that was trying to kill you either. 
and that's that. No matter what life you, no matter who you were hanging around, no matter what you signed up for, you're not going to prison for anybody. Sorry, you're not. Nope. You're not. So a lot of y'all out there that don't know shit about shit, just shut the fuck up. Um, what else is going on, man? Oh, huh. Of course, Amanda Seals is in the news again, uh, being mediocre at things. Um, Amanda Seals and Justin Timberlake well Amanda Seals has beef with Justin Timberlake Justin Timberlake I don't think he has beef with Amanda Seals there's no reason um, why he should he has no reason to facts he ain't thinking about her um, basically um, and we're and we're going to talk about this a little more later but the the, the death of Ahmaud Arbery um uh, inspired Justin Timberlake to uh, go into a little detail and basically just call out uh, institutional racism and how uh, young black men are being persecuted and murdered. Um, um, commendably so. Um, on his part. And he made a post about it on Instagram and turned off the comments. Good for him. Good for him. Because and Amanda Seals apparently had some shit to say about him turning off the comments. And felt like because he is a visitor in a black space, because that's what a lot of his music speaks to, because he is a visitor in a black space, um, and if he's going to comment on the culture, even if it's commendable, um, he should be he should be taking on the comments. He should be taking on the criticisms as well as taking on the, um, the white, the racist white people that are going to comment. Yep. Yep. That's my thing. Um, like I, if, if I'm in his position, you, you want to make a statement that's supportive. You want to make a statement presenting yourself as an ally and you don't want it to get sidetracked by just people being, malicious and mean because that's that's all that's going to happen for white folks they're, they're just going to they're just going to take away from the conversation and the headline goes from justin Timberlake makes uh you know a statement in support of um you know mr arbery and it'll change from that to uh justin Timberlake said a thing and you can't believe what white people had to say about it there you go yeah you're better at that shit than i am but very true. And that, and, and, and honestly, I commend him because guess what? Just because you say something on social media, there's, there's a reason that there's an option to allow for comments or not allow for comments. Yeah. Because not everybody wants to engage with the fuckery and not everybody has to. And just because, and just because Justin Timberlake is a is a, a controversial visitor within this culture, that doesn't mean that he's obligated um, to face down all the commentary. I mean, you have the right to say whatever you want, but not everybody wants to listen to what you have to say. And honestly, he said that he said a decent thing. 
It's okay to just say a thing and leave it there and not engage with all the fuckery. You don't have to show up to every fight you're invited to, especially not with the people. And and I and it's it, I'm telling myself this because I get caught up in it too. It, you don't have you don't have to engage with all the ridiculous people because sometimes you just have to know that it's gonna be fruitless. Yep. There are white people that have already made up their mind about this shit. Yeah. And and and, and again And we need to stop giving them airtime. Stop giving them airtime. Like you have every right. You have every, so here's another thing people don't understand about expressing your opinion. Everything doesn't have to turn into an open conversation. You have every right to state your opinion and then walk away from it if you choose to. You don't always have to engage. I know that me as a black man in America, um, a lot of times I just want to say what the fuck I'm going to say and then leave the room and let y'all figure out what the fuck is happening. Facts. And, and, if, and if Justin Timberlake wanted to say something in support of, of the, the concept that that black men are disproportionately affected by the actions of law enforcement. If he wants to state that opinion, he does not have to enter into a conversation. By by the way, this is where this is where the hypocrisy comes in from someone like Amanda Seals. If Justin Timberlake was not a celebrity, would she have made that same expectation from him? No, she would not have. So. I was going to say something. She was looking for a moment. I was going to say something very out of pocket. She was looking for a moment. She was looking for a moment, and she mad because Justin Timberlake got a moment, and she did. Yes. Justin Timberlake got a moment without having to engage in the fuckery, and every time Amanda's, and, and Amanda Seals just feels compelled to engage with the fuckery when she talks, because every time she talks, it's a magnet for fuckery because she says stupid, ridiculous shit. I just uh, I can't stand. I'm so over her, man. I'm so over I think, her. I genuinely think being on the real has made has actually made her worse. Uh, I mean, we we were kind of problem. aware of that. We were aware of that. I just I oh I everything about her makes my fucking skin crawl. I swear it does. The only time she's even tolerable for me is her character on Insecure. Because amazingly enough, she is ri- she has risen to heights where her character on Insecure is actually less insufferable than she is in real life. Mm. And her character sucks pretty hard. That's saying a lot. That's saying <laughs> shit. Um, speaking of Insecure, uh, we got a little we got a little time. Um, so. Are you caught up on Insecure? I'm finally caught up. And oh okay. man. I have had so many debates today about the shit that happened at the end. We're just going to skip right to the end. Because okay. for the most part, Issa's block party went off pretty well up until a point. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, let's see. Sir was in the building. Alex Isley was in the building. I was very happy to see yeah. Alex Isley. Vince Staples. Vince Staples was in the building. Now, here's where the point of contention came in. Vince Staples actually made it um, because her original, I think, maybe she had Schoolboy Q on the line. Whoever it was Um, dropped out. Whoever it was dropped out. 
and Asa needed uh, Asa needed a, a little help up because it's very important to her. And you know, honestly, I think this is downplayed a lot. This could change the course of Issa's career. Yeah, you know, this could really open a lot of doors for her. I, as a creative, I have to be of the mind that every project, that every project I do, have, runs the real possibility of opening up a lot of doors for me. So I have to do it like I'm get like I'm getting invited to like the fucking Grammys, right? And so. This was really important. She didn't have a headliner. She was up against the wall. And Molly's boyfriend, Andrew, works for Live Nation. That apparently works very closely with Vince Staples. So she asked if Molly could ask if Andrew could give her a little hookup or at least put her in a position to ask if Vince Staples can come through. Molly did not want to do it. Molly has been down on Issa all season. Uh, Issa has been doing her thing. Um, she's this. She's been working very hard to make this block party happen, alongside uh, Lawrence's now ex girlfriend. <laughs> um, and so, um, this was very important to her, and it was. It's looking like the dream was about to come true. And she just needed a little assist. Yep. And Molly didn't want to do it because, quote unquote, she wanted to protect her relationship from what I'm still confused. Um, and so when Molly didn't want to do it, she reached out to Nathan, who is also Andrew's friend. Yep. And uh, asked if he could ask Andrew for a little hookup. Andrew not, was not only happy to do it, but when Vince Staples showed up, his manager came to him and was like, this is a good look. We really appreciate this hookup. And that is what set it off. And when Molly found out, Molly blacked the fuck out on Issa. This, from this point on, this is where Molly was wrong. You can't talk about setting boundaries between your friends and your boyfriend and then black the fuck out on your friend in public at her event like it's loving hip hop. There's a time and place for that shit. Yep. And she goes off and calls her a selfish bitch and it's a stab in the back. And she gets in Issa's face like she's about to fight. And because niggas are niggas, somebody yells, She's She's got a gun! gun! And everybody and clears the block party out. So the irony here <laughs> is that for her trying to protect her relationship, she causes the problem that she was scared was going to happen anyway. Yep. That she that she thought Issa was going to fuck it up. It was going to end up like this. It did. Because she set it off. It was a self-fulfilling prophecy. And not only that, it kind of makes Andrew look bad because he because he was the hookup to this event. Yep. So, you know, Molly fucked up the situation and now they're not speaking. 
And now Issa's, Issa's shit has kind of ended exactly as badly as she was afraid it was going to end. Um, I, I've had a lot of Issa versus Molly discussions about this. Issa's not perfect. I've, I, and I've, I've highlighted this quite a few times on this podcast. But Molly is the exact person you don't need to be around. And there's a lot of people like, oh, Issa always needs help. Issa's always in a clutch. Guess what? This wasn't her fault. I have done a lot of events, and I've had people cancel on me at the last minute for an event. It's not fun. It's frustrating. It's frustrating. It's a horrible position to be in. Especially when you don't get any reason for the cancel, you don't get it. You don't get a lot of advance notice. That's gonna happen, and Issa's not experienced enough to just bounce back from it like people think she should. Right, especially with this being her first, her first event of this type, and and I mean basically being unemployed at the same time. Right. Uh, on the one hand, you can you know I I understand Molly's motivation for not wanting to help her. I don't agree with it. But I understood her motivation for not wanting to help her. Um, but at the same time, sometimes you just gotta you gotta put you gotta put that kind of shit on hold when you see what's at stake for somebody else. And that's it, right. That's an emergency. Yeah, like you can you can be mad at her after the show. Like you know, on the cool, I I, I didn't want to do that shit. But it all it also comes down to the fact that they never they never talked about it like they needed to talk about it. And for her to just black out on her like that, that 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 was not called for. Um, honestly, I know a lot of chicks here in Houston that would have that would have uh, punched her in the mouth for even being that close. Oh, there would there would have been hands. There there would have been hands in Houston. The minute her finger went up in the air and she called somebody a selfish bitch, I know three women now. <laughs> that would have ducked her off in the mouth. I got him on speed dial right now. <laughs> Real talk. Real talk. She would Tristan would Tristan would have worked her at would have put that work on her and left the W two under her unconscious body. <laughs> I shit you not. <laughs> Amanda, she was on the show a while back. Amanda, well, no, nobody starts that shit with her because uh, little known fact. Amanda cares the ratchet, but <laughs> Amanda got that thing. You think you're not doing that? Oh, um, but yeah, that was that was a, and it made and you know what the other thing about this, this shit has been this lit, and it's only like episode four of yeah. the season. Yeah, episode four or five. Like we're just halfway through the season, and it's lit. <laughs> um, other highlights, of course, I was a big fan of Alex Isley being on the show. Um, uh, my uh, the the other great part was Issa's brother. Yes, my favorite my favorite moment on this on this episode, him going all to Kelly is always fun. Was when he spoke to everybody except Kelly, who he hates. And Kelly had to do extra and go, hi, Amal. And he just looks over and goes, I know. I saw you. 
<laughs> and keeps going about his fucking business. Love it. Oh, I love how much they hate each other. And then Kelly was pretending to be British the whole episode. That was great. Um, but yeah, it's going to be very interesting the next few episodes to see where all this goes, man. Like this is going to be this 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 is lit. It's, it's, and we still got Lawrence. Yeah. We still got uh we still gotta figure out the mystery of why Lawrence and Condola broke up. Um here's a I have an insecure theory, and we're gonna go to the break after this. Okay. Uh we were in a little long, but um uh, I, I I have a theory. My long standing theory, first of all, none of the these are bad friends because none of them realizes that Tiffany, Amanda Seals' character has postpartum disorder. Yes. She is definitely struggling with postpartum. Um, she's drinking a lot more. She's not paying a lot of attention to Derek. Um, she's uh, she's not paying a lot of it. She's very kind of disconnected from the baby. Uh, she got postpartum. I see it. They don't see it, but I see it. Yeah. So that's one of my theories. The other theory is that finally this season we are going to find out that that is Amanda. That is not Derek's baby. I'm seeing it. I see, that is not Derek's baby. I, I, I mentioned this a long time ago, but in season two, there was a, a short little thing where Derek was talking to the guys and mentioned that Amanda Seals had this work husband that was getting a little too familiar. He didn't go into detail, but he said he shut that shit down. And another episode later, Amanda Seals had um, Issa lie and say that she was spending the night at Issa's place. <laughs> but she was elsewhere. We never figured out where. Yeah. And an episode, and an episode or two later, she comes up pregnant. That's not Derek's baby. I'm telling you that, and they they look like they've been having problems for a minute. Yep. Still, uh, I still so, think he's yeah, gay. Just mark my words. Remember, I said that. Uh, we'll see how the rest of this season uh, plays out. Yeah. <clears throat> still uh, this gay. segment ran a little long, so we're gonna take a quick break. We'll be right back uh, with more foolishness and fuckery. You are listening to Opinions While Black, sober conversation with the least sober team in podcasting. Pour up. And we are back. We are black. We are opinionated. And because I am, because I'm doing this on a Monday, and I have aspirations to work out after this, <laughs> I am actually not drinking. What? Well, it's Monday. I can't miss Monday. It's chest day. I'm I'm trying this thing where I don't miss Mondays. You don't miss Mondays, and you don't miss two in a row. Okay. There you go. Um, you know, or, or you know, you try to get your five days in. Yeah. Uh, so uh, it is time for white people must be stopped. That's good. Uh, I have a real life, uh, a real life racist encounter Damn. from longtime listener uh, Terry Crawford. What up, Terry? Um, 
Terry sent she sent me this actually through a text message. Um, I will explain the situation because she sent a video, and I wish we could play the video. What happens is she was coming out of Tuesday morning, which is like this kind of crafty store. Mm-hmm. Or no, she was going to Tuesday morning. She was in her husband's very large truck, and she was parking, and she was still in her parking spot. She hadn't gotten out yet. And her, uh, and so she looks next to her, and there's this lady who is tapping on her window. It seems that the lady was complaining that um, Terry was parked too close to her car, and she couldn't get around to put her dog to put her dog in the back seat. Hmm. And she and, had to, she had to go on that side, huh? Do what? She had to enter the car from that side, huh? She had to put the dog in from that side. Apparently, there was stuff on the other side, some such. Something, a a, a, a flimsy excuse. Hmm. You can see from the video clearly that this woman has a lot of space to work with. She can turn freely. She can raise her arms freely. Um, There's a lot of space for her to work with, and it looks like it looks like she's complaining over nothing. And she keeps tapping on the window and Terry, who is filming this entire thing, just keeps <laughs> she doesn't even roll the window down. She just looks over and keeps going, There's room, ma'am. I love how Terry doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> and this went on for like ten or fifteen minutes, maybe. And she calls the manager of the store. And tells her that this white lady is harassing her. And apparently she is a longtime harasser of people in that particular strip center area. Ah, you love to see him shut it down. You love to see him shut it down. I love that Terry stopped the white person who is a longtime harasser of the people. Love it. That's wonderful. It's it's wonderful when you got to get the when they get the authorities called on them and some shit goes down. I love it. I love it. So uh, Terry is a he, Terry is actually a hero for this. Uh, she is a real life white people stopper. And uh, I don't, you know what? I'm gonna I, I'm gonna go ahead and send her some kind of official. Opinions while black gift basket or something. I'm gonna send her something. We're, we're gonna. We're, I'm gonna get her a gift. Um, God bless you, Terry. Um, real life white people stopper. You were the real MVP. You got me with that. Um, on Saturday note, it would not be white people must be stopped if we did not highlight the horrendous, two very horrendous killings in the same week. Uh, Ahmad Arbery and Sean Reed. Mm. Ahmad Arbery was jogging, uh, minding his damn business, jogging with two white people, um, uh, an old man and his father, pursued him because they said he because they said he looked like he was up to something. They pursued him down a street. He went down another street to avoid them and he cuts them off 
and they cut him off in the middle of the street and shoot him and kill him. He was basically hunted down and killed. Which is horrendous. And I, um, I still refuse to watch the video. What's that? I said I still refuse to watch the video. No, I'm not watching the video. There's no reason for me to put myself through that. And and, and, and those of you out there that are sharing the video, you can stop. You can stop. Really, you can stop. We're not learning anything new from the video. There's nothing we need that else we need to examine. <clears throat> it's just designed to make people feel bad. It's it's misery porn. So yeah, cut the shit. Um, there's also Sean Reed, who w- was engaged in a who who was being chased in his vehicle by the police, who. He up. Uh, he he was uh, streaming this live on Facebook Live, so we could see that he was wrongfully being chased and pursued by the police. Mm. He gets out of his vehicle and tries to run away and gets shot. And the police joke looks like an o- a closed casket funeral, homie. Oh. Yes, set that on camera. Oh. Okay. Um, huh. This is just another case of what they think of us. And it it, it, it it kills me because there are people that still believe that if we just do right, if we just honor, if we just if we just do what the police want, we won't get shot. Hmm. Every day there's an opportunity for us to get shot. Um whether we whether we abide by the law or not, there's an opportunity for us to get harassed by the police. No matter what we do. I say this all the time. No level of respectability can protect you at this point. Henry Louis Gates was harassed for breaking into his own home by the police. Yes. If Henry Louis Gates, who is maybe the most respectable man on the planet, can get harassed, you can get harassed. There's nothing saving you. There's no level of there's no level of respect for the law you can have that's going to protect you from a bullet at this point. Being black and minding your fucking business is one of the most dangerous, is now one of the most dangerous prospects on earth. Amazing. It's a bunch of horseshit. Um, did you have anything, uh, D. Randall? I, I, <laughs> uh, I know I went off on a little tangent. The, the, the shit gets it, it gets tough. It gets tough for me for a while because I I go between I, I hate the fact that I've become so desensitized to it. I think um, I hate the fact that for me it just it just feels so commonplace that I have to remind myself that 
this shit is not it's not normal it's not natural you know this is not we've we've come to expect it so much that to me my initial reaction is is usually well yeah that's what happens and i have to i have to remind myself of how fucked up shit is i have to remind myself that no matter how often it happens this is not something that is normal nor should it be just presumed to be the way that things that that's just the way that things are that's that's the part that it continues to fuck with me um and it just and it just goes to show y'all it just goes to show y'all it doesn't matter what the fuck is going on even though i know the the arbery thing happened back in february um it, it just goes to show y'all it doesn't matter if there is a, a global pandemic going on um they're still going to try to do what they do regardless uh, everything doesn't make any, doesn't make any fucking sense man it, it doesn't man. like I, I don't even at this point I, i've i've run out of i've run out of ways to say the exact same thing over and over and we you know we we feel like we got a little bit of a reprieve because it hasn't been in front and center of the news lately but y'all, the right. shit, the shit still happens as often as it always does. Nothing has changed. Nothing has changed. Even when the most horrible shit, some of the most horrible shit known to man is out to get us, we still don't get a break. Yeah. As black people, we don't. It's it's demoralizing, man. It's 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 it fucks with you. So shout out to everyone. Um, shout out to everyone who feels like. You know, having a stay-at-home order to keep you safe feels like oppression. Um, this this is what oppression actually looks like. Exactly, dumb, dumb fucks. People, the fact that y'all have gone out there to 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 pro, to protest this shit, and none of you have gotten shot, and none of you have gotten hosed down. They haven't set the dogs off on you or none of that shit. There aren't. Like like in Ferg like uh, uh, in Ferguson or in Baltimore, when 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 white people just when white people saw the protest line going down the street, yep, and they just let their cars and they just let their cars go to cruise control and just mow people down and kept going. The fact that you haven't encountered any of that. That's what oppression. That's what oppression is. That's some shit you don't know nothing about. That's this is not oppression. It's being at home with internet and a phone and 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 lights and food and you're white, so probably healthcare. You. That's not oppression. That's people trying to keep you safe by any means necessary. Not only you, but keep themselves safe. Because guess what? White people, fellow, your fellow white people are only going to laugh when you catch COVID. Because yep. that's what they've been doing. They're just going to laugh and call it natural selection and let it happen. And I'm going to let them. So yeah, uh, send your racist stories, your real life racist encounters, along with your listener letters, uh, questions for myself and D. Randall, or any of our 
any guests we've ever had on the show um, or just anything you want to ask us about or talk to us about or you want us to talk about, send it all to opinionswhileblack at gmail.com or log on to opinionswhileblack uh, where you can find uh, any way to get in touch with us on social media, be it Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. We'll be right back to finish it off with the top three SCFUs. You are listening to Houston's most savage podcast, Pour Up. And we are back. We are black. We are opinionated. And I am a, I am surprisingly sober. I'm trying to be a responsible human being on a Monday night. And I'm going to hit the weights after this. Um, it is time for the top three STFUs. Let's go. Who are the three people in America that need to shut the fuck up? Number three. Diddy. Sean Diddy Combs. What? What is he saying? So, I don't know if this has to do with um, him. I don't know if he thinks he's wiser now that he's just let his beard, now that he's just let his beard grow out in the social distancing era and let it go gray. I don't know if he thinks he's ghetto Yoda, but... <laughs> Diddy has been calling for um, us to hold Joe Biden, us to hold our vote hostage. If Joe Biden doesn't answer a list of demands for things that we want to happen in the black community, should he get elected? Now, this is a lofty goal. I'm never going to tell black people to shut up. I'm never going to tell black people as a community to shut up. I'm never, I'm never going to say that we shouldn't be advocating from every candidate for what we want. The problem and the reason that this is a bad idea and it's not going to fly in the long run is because it's only effective if the, if the alternative is better. We don't have a better alternative right now than Joe Biden. Unless Diddy's about to start his own political party, and I'm and I'm not convinced that I'm not totally convinced that that's a better alternative. Oh, I can tell you for now it's not a better alternative. <laughs> I, I've seen the Revolt channel. It's not it's, it's not really popping like that like y'all say it is. Um Mr. Voter Die that's the other problem. This came from the dude who said voter die 10 minutes ago. So it sounds disingenuous. It's very disingenuous. Um, uh, there's, go ahead. There, go ahead. Go ahead, D-Ram. There's six months. Um, we're six months away from the election. This is not the time to convince people to withhold their votes. Um at this point, you kind of, you kind of, you kind of want to hire the guy that you think can do the job, and then just set the expectations once he gets in the door. Like, hey, glad to see you here. Uh, let me give you the rules real quick. Uh, the last guy, exactly. the last guy was a piece of shit. Just don't do that. Let's start there. And yeah, here's what else I want you to do. But 
basically don't be as bad as the last guy, please. Right. And my thing is, we saw this is really no different from the Bernie or Bust people. Mm. It's not. It's not any different from the Bernie or Bust people because, again, the alternative is not better. It's either he does what we want or we don't vote for him and we get more of Trump. And at this point, we at this point, it's not hyperbolic to say that Trump being in office is dangerous. <laughs> yes. The yes. reason that COVID is bad is, is as bad as it is right now is because Trump wanted to keep his job. It's not hyperbole anymore. It's not overstating the fact. It's not an exaggeration. Trump is dangerous. Yes. And we need to solve that problem. And this is how we got to that problem. We're doing the same shit. And and it is entirely reasonable to want better for our people. And it's entirely reasonable to want better from the Democrats for our people because we know the other side doesn't even want to talk to us. They just want to talk to Candace Owens. Speaking of which, she, um, I wonder what her perm is looking like these days. Because <laughs> it's already a tough enough time for people that actually care. Oh, man, her shit got to be looking horrid right now. She ha- I, she has to hire somebody who has never heard of her before. She she can't be. I don't give a damn if the, if the salons is open. She ain't going to a salon. That's a long time to sit there with a lot of people that don't fuck with you. I'm just, I'm just saying. Her, uh, her stylist got to make house calls. Because <laughs> you know she'll go to you the salon. Call somebody your apartment complex or some shit. She goes to the salon. They'll talk about her while she's sitting there. Facts. Y'all know who this bitch thinks she is. And probably give you hands once you get out of the chair and leave. Yes. Shit. Well, you, you, but you know what? She probably going to the Asians. She going to the Asians, and you know now. You and you know nowadays, and, and this is not a racist statement. She might be going to visible changes. You know. There's a. There's a. There's definitely an uprising right now where black people are trying to divest from going into those Asian spots. Shit, I'm going to all the Asian food spots, just to let y'all know. No <laughs> lines. No wait to um, pick up. Normally, uh, deli- normally delivery would be 45 minutes. I'd be like, we'll be there in 10 minutes. 10, 15 minutes Shit. tops. I'm just saying, I ain't fucking up my Timmy Chan hookup. Um. Until then, Diddy, comb your beard and shut the fuck up. <laughs> I'm just saying, this is this is corny. We got first things first. Let's do the thing that we the, let's do the thing that we should have been doing, and then we can do the thing that we that we want to do. Yeah. Number two, boozy badass is back. Oh goddamn. Boozy. In an interview, was defending Bill Cosby. That's the hot. That's, um, that's the headline right there. <laughs> I'll say that's that's it. And 
and and here's the other thing: Would you guess who he what who interviewed him? But Vlad, the feds, the feds, the ultimate cop, and he has some cash shit to say. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and play it. Is is it gonna pick up if I play it? It'll pick up. Just just know, y'all, that Boosie looks like a skelly from the Dark Crystal. Okay. <laughs> oh shit! This nigga looks like a rejected Jim Henson design. And I'm pissed off. I don't give a fuck who don't like it. I'm pissed off. You know what you were going to take him if you took something with me, a Kaiser bitch. You knew what you was taking, home. Yeah, you just mad because he ain't leave Camille, you bitch. All them bitches mad because he ain't leave Camille. Quay Lose was like x Pills back in the day. Everybody was taking them pictures. Everybody was taking them. Bitch, you knew what you was taking. Free Bill Kaiser. 80-something years old, and you let a rat out of jail. You let a rat out of jail, man. This man got a couple years, and you don't want to let him out of jail with the corona going on. That's racist. That's that's racist towards his money <laughs> and everything he didn't work for. You letting all these motherfuckers out, but you don't let an 80-something Yo, man, that's fucking racing. I don't give a fuck. Fuck them hoes. <laughs> Wait. Um. So, for those of you that don't speak boozy, he feels like the people that people accused him, the, the laundry list, the football team worth of people that accused him of rape, Did not divorce. I. Uh, oh, and that they knew they were taking a date rape drug. And everybody did it. Everybody did it. Apparently, everybody took date rape drugs. Everybody did it. It's okay. Everyone did it. Um, that is the perfect example of being loud and wrong. I. I <laughs> that's like a textbook example of being loud and wrong. Um. It's like talking to my father about politics sometimes. It's, it's, it's just loud and wrong. And, and I, I they're, they're racist against his money? How does that even work? That doesn't. How does that work? That, that, that doesn't work at all. And then he was crying. He was crying when he was saying all that shit. I don't know if he was crying or if he was just it was just cataract Susie high. Bill Cosby but, don't even know you, dog. Bill Cosby don't know you. Bill Cosby don't give a fuck about you. And does not give a as a matter of fact, Bill Cosby will tell your ass to pull your pants up. Real talk. Bill Cosby hates everything Boozy stands for. Bill Cosby would not want Black you to I'm just saying that, and that's what gets me about these people. Stop taking up for a man who mostly hates all of the things that y'all like. Thinking for yourself, rap music, the way you dress. Just to give you, just to give you an idea 
Um, you know, he basically he basically fired Lisa Bonet because she was pregnant by, but because she was pregnant out of wedlock, and not by him. But <laughs> but <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Don't 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 no, be mad at me, Boosie. No, you're not. Don't be mad. <laughs> don't be mad at me, Boosie. Just shut the just, fuck up. Just shut the fuck up, man. Clean yourself up. Take some Visine. And shut the fuck up. Go just back to jail. Chill. How about that? And stop talking to Vlad. That's not just boozy. That's every. Why are we still talking to Vlad? It, it, and it's getting to a point where all the people that don't have shit to say about shit are the ones who are talking about Vlad, are the ones who talk to Vlad. It's getting predatory on Vlad's part. Yeah. It's getting predatory and exploitative on Vlad's part. Because this is what he, this is how he wants the culture represented. So let them have a joint shut the fuck up. Stop the. the Shut the fuck up, Boozy, and y'all stop talking to Vlad. Stop it. And I'm going to talk about y'all every time I see you talking to Vlad. And the number one person who needs to shut the fuck up is a long-standing champion. Ladies and gentlemen, Jason Whitlock. Oh, wow. Okay, you threw me off by, by saying standing. <laughs> Not something that he does too frequently. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of cross I mean, your titties, <laughs> he stand. He, he stand. He breaks a sweat standing. Yeah, <laughs> uh, cross your titties, Jason Whitlock. Wow. <laughs> Got them Bob and Fight Club titties. <laughs> His name was Robert Paulson. <laughs> Shit. Uh, so, Jason Whitlock apparently had man. shit to say about. I'll, I'll sum it up. Basically, um, LeBron was uh, LeBron had something positive to say, and Jason Whitlock hated it. Mm. Um, LeBron spoke Tragedy out about the murder of Ahmaud Arbery. Mm -hmm. Um, basically saying that to be black in America right now is to be um, persecuted and hunted down. Uh, by uh, white people and white supremacy. Um, Jason Whitlock just had to have had to chime in because it's LeBron, and um, his usual his usual target, um, uh, the quarterback, <laughs> the uh, uh, the Nike quarterback. Oh, Kaepernick. Kaepernick. Uh, because Colin Kaepernick ain't doing shit um, and hasn't been seen lately, uh, he had to have some shit to say about LeBron and basically said that LeBron saying that we are being hunted is divisive language and it's taking away from the conversation or some shit. First of all, at this point, there's not a conversation to be had. There is no conversation to be had. We're being murdered. We're being murdered 
with impunity were being hunted, literally hunted down on the street. Those people hunted that man down. They, they, they looked for a confrontation with an unarmed man jogging and murdered him. The police ran down an unarmed black man live on social media, shot him and thought it was funny and joked about it where people hear them. We are being hunted. That's not hyperbolic anymore. It's dangerous out here to be black confronting white people. That's not up for debate. And just because Jason Whitlock, you wouldn't know this because it because you've never had to be hunted because if you ever made it out your front door, it wouldn't be a very long hunt because you can't because you can't make it to because you can't make it to your front yard without getting winded. Nobody nobody hunts cows. <laughs> they just kill them while they're grazing. It's not hunting, it's cow tipping. Yeah. Um you know, says the man whose neck looks like a left and right Twix. Um, <laughs> y'all, y'all have to realize that this this man is an, an actual real life troll. Like he's a real life troll, um, and he only garners headlines by by having the absolute dumbest opinions. On anything that are completely contrary to what most people consider common sense. One of the most telling things about that that interview was that he referred to, even though he just said it very casually, he referred to the men, the criminals that killed this man as gentlemen. When these two gentlemen killed, he was like, oh, they're gentlemen now? You fat, fine people on both sides looking motherfucker? This nigga's neck has side boobs, dog. His neck has side boobs. Look at this. <laughs> how you got, how you how the back of your neck got muffin tops? <laughs> I'm just saying, man. How like like it? What kills me? I know. I know how hard it is to look for content and to, and to constantly have to have hot takes because you're in white spaces and nobody knows and nobody knows that you're a long lost Fat Albert character. Wow. Like, this nigga has problems. I understand. He has problems with social distancing. He's so fat, he can't stand six feet away from anybody. He's next to everyone. Shit. You dumb... Oh, I can't stand this dude, man. I, I, and, 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 and he's another one of these people that only... He only surfaces... We only hear about Jason Whitlock. Jason Whitlock only opens his mouth when something horrible happens and Fox, and, and Fox needs their racist hot takes to be confirmed by a token. Yeah. They only they only let him they only let Jason Whitlock out of the trough when he has to have a, a Uncle Tom ass hard take hot take only. Other than that, 
they just they just let him hang out in the basement with his feeding tube. This nigga's blood type was caramel. Come on, man. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> like, he's he's really mad because the buffets are not open yet. Somebody needs to tell him they probably won't open again. Watch that nigga get, watch him get big mad. He tries to, man, he tries to measure his blood pressure. The thing just says, nigga. (laughs) (laughs) Dot, dot, dot. (laughs) You know, you know how you go to see it. You you know how you see some some shit goes down. The only thing you got to say about it is nigga. Nigga. That's your blood take his pressure blood meter. pressure. The thing just says, "Nigga." <laughs> and I know, I know, no, I know. There's, there's never gonna be a, there's never gonna be a take hot enough. There's never gonna be a moment hot enough to replace the fulfillment that Jason gets uh, from his next meal. Except his last meal. <laughs> <laughs> Which in most cases are only minutes apart. <laughs> the treadmill just says stop, nigga. Just stop. Uh, just stop. Yeah. Jason Whitlock definitely doesn't want to hear about people getting honey because he ain't getting that far, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, y'all just gonna have to get me right here. Shit. <laughs> oh, this, nigga, oh, this, nigga, this nigga looks like so gout. Jason Whit- so Jason Whitlock eat a, eat some vegetables. Nope. You you reach, <laughs> you reach it too high. And coincidentally, he doesn't reach for much. Because it would take too much effort. <laughs> oh man! Oh man! He looks like the he, he he looks like he looks like that that dude on Mike Tyson Punch Out. Oh, what's his name? King Hippo. King Hippo. <laughs> I'm just saying. Um, shut your butter bean ass the fuck up. That's all. <laughs> just just shut up. Just stop. Uh, I don't know. How, I don't know how people talk so bad about Lizzo and 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 and, and Jason Whitlock exists. I don't get it. Hey, let's just be grateful he keeps his clothes on. <laughs> Lizzo, Lizzo is Lizzo is sexy and shapely. Jason Whitlock's only shape is is a shit emoji. Wow. Damn. Yeah, I said it. D. Randall, have we done a podcast? Oh, we most certainly have, man. We God definitely damn. did, man. Um, last but not least, um, I just wanted to uh, observe and um, make sure that we don't overlook the untimely, the untimely three untimely passings over the weekend 
uh, the passing of Andre Harrell, um, Betty Wright, and um, Little Richard, and Little Richard. Um, these are these are three iconic pieces of black history, of black music history. Um, Andre Harrell and Uptown Records, Little Richard, and of course his, you know, Tutti Frutti and all those, and his and his uh, and his contributions, and of course Betty Wright. Um, clean up, clean up woman. Oh yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, clean up woman. That's the title. I, I was yeah. okay. Um, Andre Harrell was mad young. Andre Harrell was like fifty one. No, he's fifty. I think he's fifty nine, but still very young. Very young, very man. Young. Um, it's it's hard to hear about those all in the same weekend. It's hard to hear right now when there's so much going on. Um, but definitely take a moment to go to if you don't know if you don't know all of their contributions i encourage you to take 5 minutes out of your day go to google and you will you odds are you will see something if you are black you will see something that you jammed that you enjoyed in your lifetime and just lift them up real quick and lift their lift their loved ones up and you know, let that let that be a positive way to remember them. Yep. Um, and so I just wanted to take a minute and and recognize them, and um, condolences to the family and friends. Uh, it's definitely hard to hear right now. Um, Team Oz, I really appreciate y'all. Um. Every now and then, it's hard to advertise this show because sometimes, like Facebook and 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 Instagram, think that we're Russian bots. <laughs> I'll tell you about that real. I'll tell you about that off air, dear. Right. Um, sometimes they think we're Russian bots, and so it's hard to advertise because they because Zuckerberg is a hater. And he's made the advertising uh, restrictions a little difficult. But in place of that, a lot of y'all have caught on to this. And a lot of y'all have been telling a friend to tell a friend. I've seen it on social media. It's wonderful. Um, so y'all are really doing the work. And this is really what makes black content catch fire. This is how black content gets to be what it is. And I am so grateful. I am genuinely emotional about it. I'm grateful from the bottom of my heart that you guys um, love us. And it does me proud. Somebody actually pulled me to the side and said, y'all are, he said, man, y'all, I can see it. Y'all are right on the edge of blowing up. And that made mm. my heart proud. We about to blow um, up, you ain't. So, <laughs> so just keep doing the work man it's working tell a friend to tell a friend um and be sure to like comment rate and review us anywhere you stream opinions while black um we have facebook we have instagram um 
drop us a review on Facebook, any of that. All that helps catch all that helps catch buzz. Thank you so much. I I love and appreciate all of y'all. We'll be back next week with more foolishness and fuckery. Until then, this has been episode 87. That's right. Of Opinions While Black. Oh, D Round, did you have any church announcements? Yep, none. This, this has week. been episode 87 of Opinions While Black. I have been Oz. I am still D. Randall. And as always in parting, titties. Cross them. Cross them. <laughs> <laughs>